fall asleep or something. I was up late, so just wake me up. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, because I might just... <laughs> so anyway, uh, Philippians 2, 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which is which was also in Christ Jesus, but that can also be interpreted which is in Christ Jesus because his mind is still the same. It hasn't changed. Um, Mind in the Oxford means the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experiences, to think and to feel the faculty of conscious and thought, consciousness and thought. And an example of that is, don't cut off, as the thoughts ran through his mind, he came to a conclusion, right? So sometimes when you're thinking about something, then finally you you, you come to a conclusion. This is how I'll address this or fix this or something, right? So um, in the Strong's mind, the definition of, of mind in the Strong's is to exercise the mind, that is, entertain or have a sentiment or opinion by implication to be mentally disposed more or less earnestly in a certain direction, intensively to interest oneself. That's like, you know, you're, you're going to entertain your mind. Um, or to set the affection on. I'm going to put my mind on Doretha, you know. Or, you know, affectionately, you know. <laughs> so um, our minds are, um, I always say the mind is synonymous with the heart. You don't have to agree with me until you see that it is. Then you'll know. Yeah, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Um, who, who has the mind of Christ? Paul quotes in Isaiah forty thirteen. I'm sorry. So Paul quotes Isaiah 40, 13 in 1 Corinthians 2, 16. He says, for who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Okay, so first and foremost, we have his mind. We exercise that mind. That's one thing. But <laughs> We have access. Okay, so uh, once we accept the Lord, we get this, this kit. Okay. And uh, it's up to us to utilize it. Um, having the mind of Christ means we have God's plan. We don't know the full plan, but we believe God's plan. And we know that his plan is to bring glory to himself, to glorify us, and to glorify this creation that has lost its glory. The former glory will be renewed, right? Like we will be renewed. So um, Christ died, his body was battered, whipped and beaten and disfigured and all of that. Then his spirit went to paradise and then he was reunited with a glorified body. Okay? So um, everything God creates lives forever. There's, there's, there's no, it lives forever somewhere, right? There's no, he didn't create anything that's going to just be utterly destroyed. There'll be separation. That's enough. 
to be separate from God, we've never known complete separation from God. We've never known it. If you ever knew complete separation from God, that means you would have been in hell. Right? Okay. It's never happened, even when we didn't know him. We were separate from God in the sense that we weren't relying and leaning on him and benefiting from what he wants us to benefit from, which we have today. But we weren't, we were never totally separated, right? So he still had his hand in our life and so that his plans would work out and come to fruition. Uh, Having the mind of Christ means that we're to seek and to save what was lost. We're supposed to go out and try to save those. Now, we can't save anyone, but we're, we're looking for the salvation of those that are ignorant of the fact that they've been called. He's called people. We go and tell them, he called you, right? There's a call on your life. You know, the Lord wants you, thus and thus. It means we share Jesus's perspective of humility, morality, obedience, compassion, prayerful dependence on God, and all the like. This is what we do. In these minds of ours, we believe that God will restore creation to its original intention, and us, and everything involved. Now, that's something to look forward to, okay? Really, because when we got here, we started decaying. Okay, that, 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 you know, no, you, you look at it and say, well, you know, I was growing up and I, look, I was looking radiant at 18 and everything and stuff. You were dying. You were, you were, you were looking the part of, of what you're intended to be, but you were checking out whether you knew it or not. So we came in dying. Okay, yeah. So um, the difference between... Well, let me say this. We believe God. If we have a problem believing God, we need to ask God to help us with our disbelief. That's a model for us, right? We've heard that before. I believe you, but help me with my unbelief, right? So, so we need to, to ask God to help us with our unbelief. And that's one of the things that we're going to address in a very short period of time uh, We just need God for every part of this process, okay? So now the difference between the verbs restore and renew are as follows. Restore is to give something back, okay? Renew is to take something that has lost its newness and make it new again, okay? So I could go on and on. You know, I'm always preaching about heaven, But, well, I'll use it. I got a minute. Um, In God's redemptive activity, he doesn't destroy the works of his hands, but cleanses them from sin and perfects them so that they may finally reach the goal for which he created them. Applied to the problem at hand, this principle means that the new earth to which we look forward to will not be totally different from the present one but will be a renewal and glorification of the earth on which we now live. We've never seen the earth as it was originally created and intended. None of us, Adam and Eve, when sin entered in, 
Cain and Abel didn't see what Adam and Eve saw. Okay, it was a, it was a, that was just Adam and Eve. Now, visions, Isaiah's had visions, and Jeremiah, and, and all into Revelation, John's vision of the new heaven and the new earth, he had a vision. He saw it, right? Um, this whole episode is waiting for us. It's not something that they're up there experiencing right now. They saw a vision, right? But God is waiting for us so that everything will be revealed to us. This is going to be a big show, okay? Okay, fantastic. We're we're just going to be astounded and then even more astounded. The, you know, the implications of something, a feat, like this, it's, it's, it's going to be overwhelming. He'll have to keep us standing in order to see what's, you, you get it? You can't even stand in front of an angel. Now you're going to stand in front of God and in front of his son, in front of all these people we've heard about. While we're watching the new Jerusalem come down out of the sky, I mean, this is big. Okay, this isn't something that can be interrupted because you, your car got towed. <laughs> Nothing will stop this display of God's ability, his power, and his strength. He wants to showcase for us everything that he's had in store for us when he was trying to corral us into his will. Okay, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Look, here is what I've been trying to give you. This is what I want for you. Look at this vast array. Bless the Lord. We have something to look forward to. We're going to suffer some stuff. But we're going to have something to really rip forever and ever. Bless God. Bless the Lord. Bless God. So, renewal means, Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Where's my, where's my strongs? I don't know what happened. It's just, it just has an equal sign and no, no data. Oh, man. So then, um, okay, so I found a, another definition online. Uh, uh, to make uh, renewal, to make light new, to restore to freshness, vigor, or perfection as we renew our strength in sleep, to make new spirituality or spiritually, and regenerate. Regeneration. Okay? So God is going to We're going through a regenerating process right now. We're also, um, we have regenerated minds right now that are still being regenerated. Your father is always saved, being saved, and will be saved, right? That same application with this regenerative process, it can be applied to that. And to renewal, mind renewal. We have his new mind, and we're having it, and we will have it, or we had it, have it. And we'll have it. So it's, it's like a process. 
So, so we're, we're going somewhere. And in order to get this renewal or renewed mind, the way to get there is to throw our hands up and surrender. This is it. Submit and surrender. Bless the Lord. Okay, that's how we get to where we're going. <laughs> you know, it's like you wouldn't think you were going somewhere if, you know, the army was out there, the Ammonites, and they came to get us and told us they're going to put out our right eye. You know, we're, we're not going to surrender to that. We, you know, it's like, look, we don't want to surrender to this. But there's pain in this surrender. It's a painful process, right? But the end result is nothing we could ever imagine. In other words, eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has in store for us, right? He reveals things by his spirit, though, right? Okay, so we have his spirit waiting and dying to reveal to us perks and pieces and, you know, and visions and, and, and you know, to keep us enticed and appetize us and, and keep us hungry for this future of ours that's like nothing anyone has ever known. And why do I say that? Because he's waiting for us. So what they're seeing now, I'm sure they're enamored. Okay, but there's a big display coming and he's waiting for us. Again, us. Bless the Lord. So, bless God. So, I'm, I'm just gonna, kind of on this kick that, you know, things are going to kick off when we get there. We're guests of honor. Here we come, you know, through the door. Johnny come lately, but late purposed. We have work to do. All right, we're in this latter day. Okay, we have work to do. I do believe that this is wrapping up. All the signs are showing this wrap up. Okay, we're on the verge. It would be in our best interest to let him renew our minds by submitting to him because we're at the door. We don't want to go in and then feel the grief of what we could have done. You get it? Because there, there's a rating there's a rating on us. He's going to rate us. Jesus is coming and he's going to give to each man according to what they have done. So there's a rating. It would be in our best interest to get this thing together. Take it serious. Work here. That's where this battlefield is. It's just craziness going on in here. Work in this mind. <laughs> Work in my heart. So I got some scriptures because I like scriptures. <laughs> so, and then, uh, so, in order to give an idea of renewing, some more renewing, and here it is, Samuel, um, 1 Samuel eleven fourteen. Then said Samuel to the people, come and let us go to Gilgal and renew the kingdom there. Now, the, the kingship ceremony, the assignments and all that Samuel was talking about in order to have a king, all of that got interrupted because the Ammonites were going to puncture the eyes 
of the Jews or the Hebrews that were in Jabesh Gilead, right? So all the procession stopped, okay? It all stopped. And then uh, what happened was Saul and his men, they went and took care of business, rescued the people, and then they resumed. They renewed the ceremony, okay? Isaiah 40, 31 says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not faint. They shall walk and not be weary. Okay, their strength will be renewed, right? Lamentations 5.21 says, turn thou us unto the Lord, O Lord, and we shall be turned. Renew our days as of old. Renew our days. Renew our days? Yeah. How were they as of old? They must have been good days. So we want these days renewed, right? Hebrews 6.6 6 says, If they shall fall away, to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame. Turn them back to their former ways of repenting. Have we forgotten we need to repent? We need to continually repent, right? Renew that in us. This is, we're being renewed. Throw your hands up and say, I'm not repenting. <laughs> I need to repent. Otherwise, I'm going to start walking in darkness thinking I'm in the light, right? Bless God. Bless God. <clears throat> Ongoing renewal. Renewed day by day. Day by day, there's a work being done on us. Okay, so 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Okay? So God is working on us day by day. So we you know, might get the idea, well, you know, I got the mind of Christ now. There's nothing else to be said. I'm, I'm guilt-free. You know, I can go and hang out and do all of this because... You don't know. I have this renewed mind. I mean, there's people that think like that. And I can make fun. But I think somewhere along the line, I had started leaning toward that too. It's like a, a comforting lean when you think you can just lean over to the left. I'm leaning to the right. Lean over to the left and do the wrong things. It's kind of like you have that at your disposal and still you're in safe hands with Allstate. Right? Right? It's, it's kind of like, okay, we don't want to lie because the Bible says um, he's not a fool. He won't be mocked. As a man sows, so shall he reap. Right? We don't want to make fun of the work the Lord has done so that we can enjoy the benefits to come. I mean, he really suffered so we could be with him. And he's holding up not just communion. But he's holding up this vast array just for us. Okay? That communion, I brought it up because this I won't do again until I do it with you in my kingdom. Right? All right? He's holding up a whole lot that he's going to do with us in his kingdom. And in order for this to happen, his mind was new. Renewed day by day, he followed the Spirit. He was led, and the Spirit led him into a horrific death that he knew was coming. But he went and did it anyway so we could be with him. 
and enjoy the splendor and beauty of his kingdom. Let our minds be renewed just hearing this. Let the Lord renew our minds. So now this this facet that's entering in right now, let it rest and reign in our minds and hearts so that we'll have a new perspective of how much we owe this God of ours. We owe him everything. He gave us everything. He didn't just give us something. (laughs) He gave his life. And he gave his life as a criminal. You, You get it? It's a shameful way he died for us. With a lot of people blaming and accusing and hurling and all of this. I mean, it would have been different if he died glorified. You know. He died shamed so we could be with him. I mean, if you had a party, you might go out your way to get Ann and and, and Mother Johnson and everybody over to the party. But, you know, you're not going to go die. You know, it's not. You know, no. Look well, maybe one thing is this party is not going to go on forever, so it's not worth dying for. But our party is eternal. I'm telling you eternal bliss, joy and happiness. It's, it's, it's more than just trying to figure it out. It's submitting to the will of the Holy Spirit so he can impart and implant in our hearts the truth of what we're embarking on. This is not light. It's a big deal. It's the biggest deal you've ever been offered. Bless God. Bless God. So, now the Holy Spirit is good for everything, okay? Um, yes. And the Holy Spirit is, is always trying to speak to us. If you ever have a doubt about the voice of the Holy Spirit. Just think about what's coming to your mind. If it was to, to go hang out at Linda's and make margaritas, if that's what it was, that might not be the Holy Spirit. No. <laughs> it might not be. It might not be. So I couldn't be sure there. But... If he's saying, hey, you know what? Open up your Bible. I'd say, oh, there he is. Right? That's his voice. The devil's not going to tell me that. When is the devil going to tell you, open up your Bible and and turn this, you know? It's just not going to happen unless he's got some fake Bible in your hand or or something. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'd like to put pride in my flesh and in my disciplines, but I'm not going to tell me. I'm not, it's, it's not likely, you might think you're telling you. What you may be doing is overriding your will, right? But you're not the one that's coming up with this idea. If you're not a Christian and you're studying for scholastic purposes, right, and you're in college and this is part of the curriculum, well, you're going to study. But in Christ, when you hear Open up your Bible, and it's not even in words. 
it just, you just know you're hearing a feeling. Like you said, God walking in the garden. What is he? He heard God. Right. Okay. It's, it's, it's a feeling voice. <laughs> it's a feeling. Right? So we'll know his voice. It's not necessarily like this squeaky Barney voice of mine that I keep saying. It's a, right? Right? It's a voice that's inward, that's talking to you, Sheila, that's telling you, put on Bible Project. And she does. Right? right? It's, kind, it's that kind of voice. It, you can't put an alphabet to it. But you can understand it. And what you don't want to do is walk away from that understandable voice. Right? And decide, I'm going to listen to my voice. It's audible. It speaks English. Let me go over here and turn I Love Lucy on. I'll do. <laughs> yeah. I'll like, it still plays. <laughs> She's going to turn it on. All right. <laughs> don't listen to that voice. What's my point? It's like my voice is going to counter his voice almost every time, if not every time. There's a counter voice, right? We have this battle. Paul talked about it. It's a, it's a fight. It's a struggle. He's not just saying him. He's saying all of us. Well, I just feel overwhelmed that day. I'm so tired, and I just want to go watch I Love Lucy, Right? This, yeah, I just want to go watch Green Acres. I watch the stupid shows. And um, I just want to do that. Of course, I'm going to open up the Bible. Just not now. Okay? That's sinful. I'm actually resisting the Holy Spirit. It's, 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 yeah, it's all going to come out in the wash because I'm choosing to do something else. I think it's going to be better suited for me than that voice intrinsic voice, distinct voice of God that I'm walking away from. And a lot of times we know we're walking away from it. Consciously aware. Remember the mind. It said conscious, conscious, consciousness, right? So the Holy Spirit's going to remind us of stuff to do so that we can stay on course because the Holy Spirit knows what's coming down the pipe, right? So the Holy Spirit will also, we get into the habit of listening, and a lot of people might say, oh, he's going into that, that spiritual, you can hear from the Spirit stuff. I'm going to tell you this, distinguish the voice. You can say emphatically, this is God telling me to pray, okay? This is God telling me to praise him. This is God telling me to read my word, okay? So some people are going to say, no, don't get into all of that because you're going to start being tricked. Well, if I stay in my word and I pray to him and I do let the Holy Spirit impart disciplines into my life and I submit to them, I'll recognize his voice. I don't care. 
I'm going to recognize his voice, and his voice is essential. That is not just a parable. My sheep will know my voice. Okay? What I don't want is that I just walk away from all the recommended practices and think I'm hearing his voice. Right? I'm supposed to be in fellowship with everyone. And I am. And I'm supposed to be in discipleship and being discipled. And I am. And I'm supposed to be in ministry, being charitable and benevolent, helping others and seeing about the needs of others. And I am. Right? So I'm supposed to study to show myself approved. Right? I'm supposed to do the things that God has recommended. Worship. Praise him. Adore him. Right? I'm supposed to do those things. If I take an assessment of what I'm doing, I can verify that this voice I'm hearing right now telling me to do this again, renew your mind again, continual renewal, right? If it, I know I'm hearing from my shepherd. Right? Now, I can listen to you. Joe Blue. Joe Blue. <laughs> I can listen to Joe Blue. And then he's telling me, oh, no. I ran into people all the time. I'm very spiritual. I hear from God. Can't quote a scripture that don't, haven't read it but don't have their Bible. You know, none of this. I, I might just say to myself, he needs help. There could be an argument. I don't want to argue with him because he's emphatic. He's hearing voices. Okay. <laughs> Need I say more? I don't think so. The Holy Spirit will remind us of essential things too. Change the oil in the car. Go get groceries for dinner. Set your alarm clock for work and so on. A lot of people think that's too much. I know to brush my teeth. Right? I don't need the Holy Spirit telling me that. Have you ever fallen asleep at night and woke up and realized you didn't brush your teeth? Maybe you don't know to brush your teeth. Maybe you don't always know. Then it dawns on you, I got to get up and go. And you know how you feel going to brush your teeth after you fell asleep? (laughs) Then you leave all the toothpaste in your mouth and it's all dried out your throat and everything because you you were too tired to gargle, You, you know. So, I mean, you know. So, the Holy Spirit wants to speak into our lives that intently. Okay? This is not just, oh, do your scriptures. I'll remind you to do things that will save you time so you can do your scriptures, right? I'll remind you of things. Who's ever tested this? And to be honest, I tested it a long time ago, and I'm not trying to put a a foolish test out here. But test it. If you um, have an alarm clock, turn it off and ask the Holy Spirit to wake you up at a certain time. It always happens. I always wake up. Now, if it doesn't happen to you, don't blame me. You're just hearing other voices. No, no, no. no, no. Look, look I, can't, I can't speak for all them voices in your head. No, no, no. Look, look, we'll edit this because I don't want people that trying it and then it's not working because I do believe it's a privilege for believers. I, I do. 
Okay. All I do know, what I do know is that the Holy Spirit wants to speak day-to-day things in your life. Why? He spoke into Jesus' life that way. He followed the Spirit out into the wilderness. Okay? The Holy Spirit knows the kids have to eat before service tonight. That there are more errands than normal coming up and the car is running out of oil. And you're going to be late for work because you overslept, because dinner was late, because the car failed in the grocery store parking lot, because you did not get the oil. Okay? The Holy Spirit knew and told you, gave you a pattern. (laughs) Right? You didn't follow the pattern. Now you're on the bus riding to work, looking stupid. (laughs) Your mind is crowded. It was crowded to begin with when the Holy Spirit unctioned you to go read your word or go pray. Right? You had dinner and oil and other things on your mind. And other things. Now you're on the bus and that's just another thing on your mind. Your mind is now crowded with more things. Because you didn't follow the Holy Spirit in the one thing. Read your word. Right? Read your word. If he started out that simple and you didn't do it, a series of unfortunate events may occur. Why? Because you didn't do it. You ignored the voice of God. Bless the Lord. So you sitting there looking stupid, look stupid. No, no. Just make a stupid face and just look around. Okay? Because you should. <laughs> Don't hide your inner feelings like they tell you. You're looking stupid. Now you got all these things on your mind, the car repair, the cost, the commute, the hours that you're wasting, and the Holy Spirit is tugging at you to pull out your Bible on the bus. In spite of all these things you got on your mind, you're hearing that voice again. Pull out your Bible. How's that going to make anything right? I got too many things going on to read this Bible. I can't concentrate anyway. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you concentrate. He's the one telling you to pull out your Bible. Bless the Lord. Hmm. Rather than asking the Lord to help us to concentrate, we just turn around and that's not going to work. I I couldn't concentrate if I wanted to. There we are relying on ourselves again. Not this available access that we have to the Holy Spirit that is trying to get us into a process of mind renewing. Today, I entered this day with all those problems, but today is new. This is the day the Lord has made, right? It's full of mercies, right? Brand new renewal time, okay? Mercy. I'm entering now into a new day that the Holy Spirit is talking to me. Um, Reallocate. um, Recalibrate. Revisit what I told you a while back. Open up your word. This is where the truth is going to come from. I'm pushing you in the right direction. I'm not telling you word for word lingo, right? I'm prodding you 
and shepherding and corralling you into the place that you're going to find what you need and how to deal in this life. Right? It's okay to hear from the Holy Spirit. Bless the Lord. So the woman next to you, while you're ignoring the Holy Spirit, she's been crying the whole bus ride over there sobbing. All you can surmise is she needs to follow the Spirit. She needs to follow Christ. She got issues. You got issues. I got issues. Right? I'm not following Christ right now. He's telling me to open up my Bible. Now I'm assessing the situation of others, which is easy to do when we have things on our mind, right? It's easy to point out and look past my pain and address the pain of others. Oh, you got that. Oh, that's her issue. Mm -hmm. I know how to fix that. She needs to follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Now you cloak your distress and fix up your hair. Doretha fix up her hair and present herself with a look of peace over her continence. And she turns to the woman next to her and says, do you know the Lord? Do you follow the Lord? And then the woman looks at Doretha like she's crazy and asks her, do you follow him? So Doretha is now, uh, I guess I don't. <laughs> let, me, let me evaluate this. I'm supposed to be reading my Bible. But I think this is better ministry over here. She's crying, but the Holy Spirit told me, read your Bible. Right? I mean, let's think about this. He can take care of her and you. But you're no help if you're not listening. How can you direct her somewhere you won't go? Bless God. We need to first listen and be willing to submit. We don't have anything to give anyone substantial if we won't first submit. Assess ourselves first. Right? What's this scripture? Um, first, take the beam out of your eye. Right? Before you try to take the moat or the, 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 yeah, out of someone else's. The big bar, but there's another one. The scripture, um, huh? Yes. When you're strengthened, go and strengthen your brother. Bless the Lord. Okay, so um, you're not strengthened. You think you are. Think you got everything for everybody else, right? I got, I got, I got your answer. It's sugar. <laughs> sugar. Too much sugar. I got, I got an answer for her. I'm at home making sugar cakes and sprinkling sugar on top of the cakes. Right? But I know what's, what's best for her, right? Look, we put on a face. We can turn around, open up our Bible, start looking at it like we're supposed to, like we should have been doing in the first place. When actually, we couldn't concentrate on one character if we wanted to. Compiled now is all the issue that we had to begin with. And now the humiliation and embarrassment from the lady next to us. 
she just told me off. It just gets worse. It continues to get worse until we finally do what we're supposed to do. Yes, I opened up the Bible now. But I couldn't even think to ask the Holy Spirit to help me read it. I'm not willing to come clean with this woman and all the rest of the people on the bus that are looking at me now. Right? I've made a mockery out of myself because I wouldn't follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. He's trying to renew my mind. This mind renewal is important. Lamentations 3, 22 through 23 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. New mercies every morning. Okay, do I have to wait for morning? That's not what that means. They were new today, this morning, and I'm just now eating breakfast at 3 o'clock. But eat breakfast at 3 o'clock. You don't have to wait until tomorrow. They're new. It's a new provision there for us today. Right? Bless the Lord. Bless God. I'm almost done. Romans 12.1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your spiritual worship. What do we have to present <laughs> the Lord when we're not following his spirit? I mean, he's saying a holy and acceptable sacrifice because God is holy, right? But if I'm not going to follow the Holy Spirit today, what kind of sacrifice am I going to be able to give you today? Right? It's, it's kind of like you ask JJ to go cut the grass and he says, no, but here's some sugar cakes. You don't want those. You, he asks you to cut the grass. Okay? <laughs> We're tired of this rebellion. Things again. We want to give God what He wants. That is not a new analogy, right? That's not new because God is not going to just accept any old blemished gift, right? So we know better. We do. I think what the problem is is that we don't know or where we need to get to is that it's important that we let Him renew our minds today. So that we can give him what he wants. Okay? The renewal process is going to purge and prune and clean and clear. All the things that we think are important will become second to the most important thing. Following his spirit. Right? It's going to lead us through all the complexities of our lives. Or he. Or she. Uh, and I don't say that like I'm gender or anything, but if you read the Hebrew, there's sometimes um, the Holy Spirit is spoken of in a feminine sense. But strike that too. <laughs> I don't want no wars <laughs> or whatever. But the Holy Spirit is a person. This is what I'm saying, okay? The Holy Spirit wants to lead us. 
acting out. Well, let's say this. If the phone is ringing and the caller ID is the mechanic, a call we've been dying for because our engine froze because we didn't put the oil in it, which was part of the series of things that we didn't get to. But at the same time, the Holy Spirit is saying, well, go and pray. And you know that important phone call, the importance of it, because you want to get off the bus. You don't want to see those people again. You'd have made a fool out of yourself. You want to get off the bus and get home. So you're waiting for this mechanic. But just before the phone rang, you felt that unction to go and pray. Okay? What do you do? Of course. But what do we do? (laughs) Just a minute, Lord. Yeah, you get it? It's like, no, we need to listen to the Lord. Because that call is nothing. The things we're hoping for are nothing in the hands of God. Bam, a new car. You know about new cars falling out the sky. A new car. (laughs) Who knew? We didn't know because we're not new. Our mind has not been renewed today. We think we're supposed to go and answer the phone. That can't be anything but God. God wants me to have my car. This is the mechanic. You heard my voice. I said pray. Nothing can stop you. Listen, I'll manage this whole universe. If you just do what you're supposed to do, I'll do what I'm supposed to do. Have I failed? (laughs) And my mercies, they fail not. Bless the Lord. I think they're tests. They must be. It always happens that way. You hear him saying something and then something you've been dying for happens at the same time. You know, (laughs) I, I think they're tests. Um... Acting out, again, the sin of acting out, even in an unexpected, unintended situation, can really be stemmed from our choices prior to the situation. I'm sinning when I decide not to listen to the Holy Spirit. That's the first sin, okay? When I decide, no, I'll get back to you. Because I don't speak in English to the Holy Spirit either. See, we have a way of communicating telepathically like we spoke about, right? I don't have to say a word for him to know. You, your kids don't have to say a word to you when they were growing up for you to know that they were entering a danger zone. Whether it was you that was going to apply the danger, right? Or Or what's going on out in the street. Right? But you can look and see that rebelliousness is going to be a problem. No words have even been shared. You know, you're supposed to cut the grass, and I'm looking at you putting your tennis shoes on, and these are your favorite ones. You wouldn't wear those to cut the grass. Right? I can see already no words have been exchanged. 
I see what's going on here. And you see too. And you're trying to play it off. What? No, it's not what? You're rebelling. You're not submitting. You're refusing to submit. At the end of it all, you can't blame God for the situation you failed in because you wouldn't walk according to his spirit. We can't blame him. I didn't know she was coming to my door. He knew. He knew. Then she, she wasn't dressed. Standing at the door. I didn't do that. If you slipped and fell, I'll tell you why. Because you didn't do what the Holy Spirit told you to do somewhere along the pattern of things that he told you to do. So you skipped a step and you didn't think that it would come back to bite you. Now, I'm not saying that we have to be flawless. I'm saying that we have to be consciously aware. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us into the truth. All the truth. Bless the Lord. The truth is you can't handle the lady at the door. But had you been feeding yourself properly, following my unctions, it would have been a piece of cake for you at the door. No, you didn't set it up. The enemy did. He's been watching you for forever. Bless the Lord. So what is God saying? You can win. You can win this. Quit rebelling. Submit. Let me uh, close this out with one more small analogy. I actually always overwrite. No, no. I got to close out. They start rolling their eyes and stuff. Both of them. Yeah, they, the, the father and the son. <laughs> Look, like twins. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> no, that's not true. They smile like this. <laughs> no. Bless the Lord. Uh, I can't help but clown. But I'm making a point. The point is important. It's not just for you. It's for me. I didn't fall when the lady was at the door. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's a harder temptation. It's going to be a struggle. And if you do fall, you'll have to blame yourself. Okay? And, you know, and they always switch genders when I'm talking about because it's a lot of females in here. Of course you... Yeah. So anyway, um, but my point being is that we, we can't afford to consciously turn our backs on the voice of God. Okay? So if we're, um, if we're in an army and then the sergeant is telling us, you know... Um, you know how sergeants are. I have to refer back to my old age, but Sergeant Carter was yelling at Gomer all the time. You know, Gomer was always messing up or whatever the case may be. And um, that's kind of how the, you know, human beings act. Um, your friend from high school, 
I'm bothering Pastor a lot today, but uh, Abdul had used that analogy about born identity, Matt Damon, remember? Remember at a Bible study and he said that he was just programmed and he was listening to the headset and he was doing everything the headset said to do. It's like if you don't, you die. If you don't die now, something's going to die along the process, right? Which is going to mean catastrophic death. Not just yours, but others. We could cause other people to stumble because we're not meticulous trying to listen to the Spirit, right? We have no idea how much of a calamity we can cause, okay? We are, look, there's an anointing on you, Geraldine, that like no other person God has put on you. It's powerful, and it can work in both ways. Cuts like a sword. It can work for the kingdom or against the kingdom, If it works against the kingdom, the enemy is just waiting to multiply and compound and exponentially increase the damage that I do because I refuse to submit. Bless the Lord. The drill sergeant is trying to prepare you for battle. But like a minute ago, what I'm saying, if he's looking at you knowing you're not going to do right, you, you like Gomer Pyle. You know, you're already in his eyes, you're already in the enemy's camp. In his eyes, you're already hostage. While we're training, I can see where you're headed. Right? That whole process, mind washing, especially the, um, um, what are the, that branch, Marines, you know, they brainwash you. That whole process is a washing. Right? Okay, what's going on here? It's dogmatic. It's hard. It's, 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 it's mean. It's to toughen you up and all of that. In contrast, you have this kind voice, the Holy Spirit saying, read your Bible. <laughs> A big difference. This leader or that leader. Right? I mean, think about it. He's a gentle being. It's up to you, right? But I can see where you're headed. And actually, you're already working against our outfit because of your attitude. Now, I'm saying your attitude, but believe me, I'm including my own. Um, we just need to listen to the Lord. Let me ask a question and, and, and just kind of just because I'm done. But. Does anybody feel led to pray behind this message? 